0: Welcome to Wasted Potential Podcast on a new episode of Glass Half Full. I'm your host, Ronnie, and my usual co-host, Shane, is not here. He was um, completing some archaeology or grave robbing out in Machu Picchu and was trapped in an ancient temple. So, the country of Peru is not looking to get him out anytime soon. So, in the meantime, I reached out to one of our good fans and friends of the podcast Dan hello Dan hey Ron thanks for having me once again um
1: surprised you found me wow
0: yeah we haven't heard from you in since february so where you been surprised you're alive yeah so am i but supposedly i'm the
1: first person unrecorded to get covid 4 times maybe 5 not sure but i guess living under the bridge doesn't really help though ron but uh you know what? Uh, thanks for having me though once again. Uh, I'm still writing a book. That's one I've been, well, what I've been, what I've been kind of busy about, or a, a documentary, you could say. So really excited about that. <laughs> Another one.
0: If you're uh, if you're listening out there, go on Twitter and follow at SucklingFawn if you want to read Dan's tweets at Dan Rather, <laughs> or if you try to get him to fight with you.
1: Uh, I'm I'm almost there. I'm almost there. He tweets all the time, <laughs> but I know he sees it or his granddaughter grandson sees it
0: that's tweeting for him
2: but uh, yes
0: that's all that matters so um this week uh, dan being the guest picked the film what are we watching this week dan
1: ron we are watching maybe one of the greatest jack black films if not the greatest jack black film we're watching the 2003 film school of rock
0: yay yay and um it's funny how we got here, because you and I were, I was talking to you for a while to do a podcast, because I needed to get some more podcasts out there, since Shane's trapped in a ancient Incan temple. And we were listening to Tenacious D, and you're like, oh, we should do School of Rock. I'm like, okay. Yes. And, and that's how we got here.
1: Yeah, I think this might be our first exposure to Jack Black, and then, or maybe, maybe it was Tenacious D, I'm not sure, but... Um... We are also huge fans of Tainx D, which I think you've mentioned uh, the other member of Tainx D, Cal Gas, and another podcast, but we love Jack Black, I think.
0: Oh yeah, mad Jack Black all the way. So let's let's dive into this. Dan, can you give us a synopsis of this film?
1: Yes, my pleasure. So the protagonist of the film, of course, is uh Dewey Finn, played by Dan jack black he's trying to live the rock star lifestyle and the band no vacancy which may be the worst <laughs> name of all time but anyways um we find out he's basically a bum he's kind of living with and mooching off his close friend for years ned schneebly who is a substitute teacher or as jack black calls him just a temp um <laughs> we find out Soon that the band is tired of Jack Black. He's kind of intense. Does the long guitar solos. So they fire him right before the battle. Of the band's concert that pays $20,000 if he win. Dewey has to pay the rent soon. I think he owes Ned like $2,000 in back rent pay. Which I'm like is bananas for back then. But anyways, um, when Dewey is by himself, he gets a phone call for his roommate Ned for a teaching or a substitute gig at Horace Green Elementary and we find out that Doobie's that desperate for cash that he basically fakes that he is niche newbie just to get some quick cash. So he goes to Horace Green Elementary for this substitute job and then as time goes on he realizes these children or these 10 year olds ha- are musically gifted and then he decides to tell them Oh, there's a special project, which is basically just making his own band that other schools in the state will be participating in, and it'll go on their permanent record, which supposedly kids saw was the actual thing back in the day, which I might have too. <laughs> and that's why I never went to college. Anyways, moving forward, <laughs> Dewey eventually teaches the children in an untraditional way, life lessons, but eventually gets caught for obvious reasons and then he basically gets fired, but not arrested, but it's fine. Um, <laughs> gets fired right before the night of the Battle of the Bands. But he's taught these children so many life lessons that the children basically kidnap the school bus, go to Dewey's house, they end up playing this amazing concert, kick-ass, but unfortunately the script said no, and no vacancy, Dewey's old band wins. However, the school <laughs> of rock... Win, won the hearts of their parents, who show up right before the concert ends, and they w- learn life lessons. Overall, great movie. All right,
0: all right. Ooh, that's um, that's a very thorough synopsis compared to our old ones you did for <laughs> um, uh, the Mandalorian. <laughs> I, I have it in my notes. Do better than the the Metaclorian one. <laughs> yes, I like your synopsis. This is what I wrote down for mine. A failed musician impersonates a substitute teacher, kidnaps children, teaches them the devil's music, and uses them as child labor.
1: <laughs> I love the devil's music part because, yeah, of course. You, <laughs> you can listen to a lot more quote-unquote devil's music
0: than this. We'll get into that. That's one of yes. the highlights for me is yes. the, the music choices. But oh, um, yes. when it, when did you first see this film?
1: Oh, God. I, I saw this right in, in 03. I saw this in the movie theaters, actually.
0: Yeah, same same here. My um, my parents took me to see this one, and my family didn't really go to see movies like together as a whole ever. But we all went to see this, and it was like um, it's fun. It's great. It's it, I enjoyed it then, and going to question two, mm-hmm. recent reaction. I thoroughly still enjoy it. Yeah, me too. I I, I think I fell in love with this movie
1: more. Um, one of the biggest like gripes I had with it. It's been a couple of years since I've watched it But I I thought the ending song Was just a knockoff of like an ACDC song Or the Who song Like straight knockoff of it But it's actually like it's own song Maybe a little bit elements of like the Who With like the drums and like the keyboard and lighting stuff But that was only one of my gripes But I'm like oh this song is actually like
0: pretty cool Yeah it's it, It's basically Don't get fooled again by the Who Exactly it- it's those long musical breaks those big uh, drum fills and then like you know just it's huge but it's Mm. perfect for like um well I don't want to get too much into it but I was gonna say like the lyrics sound like a kid wrote them but the music behind it obviously it's an adult but uh, that's the one thing I was interested in talking about was like like the actual lyrics written sounds like a kid wrote it. Like, mm-hmm. like the um, the the author is Mike White, who plays Ned Sheehling. Yeah, and um, and he doesn't like do like this ridiculous, unbelievable music. He does this very okay. I could see how the kids could write the lyrics, and then Dewey could probably write the um, the music and get him to play it. Oh
2: yeah, you, you
1: it's uh, you can tell like. That like Mike White was like, oh, is this, this is actually believable that Zach actually wrote these lyrics like in the one scene? So it's
0: cool. And even the lyrics are very remnants of <laughs> The Who and little maybe like the kind of the Clash. Where it's it, like the, the the idea is like the man and, like um, <laughs> and has, like um, and it kind of personifies like music and kind of like this character like because he says like the the magic man. So it's <laughs> it's very. Reading the IMDb trivia, this um, Mike White doesn't really care for classic rock, but Jack Black does. Oh. So I'm guessing he he punched up the stuff and the lyrics and stuff because you can tell Jack Black has an absolute appreciation for the gods of rock. And there's so many like little things tied into like his appreciation of where rock and roll came from in like the 60s and 70s from there.
1: Oh, for sure. He's a student student of the music and it's, it's like one of my points I have here is the one scene where uh, he uh, the kids tell him, well, uh, sing us your song you have so far. That had to be just improv. Like, Mike White had to have something, and then Jack Black just did his own thing. Because, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it's ridiculous. It's so great.
0: And I think that's the, the, the power of Jack Black's performance, is you can't tell what's improv, and you can't tell what's written, because he's so... His character's like skeevy and like sneaky and doesn't prepare anything, but I think Jack Black perfectly does that performance of you can't tell what's on top <laughs> of his head versus what not, and it doesn't really matter because it's super impressive and fun, so it, it, it works really well. It's, his performance is is perfect. This is the perfect Jack Black movie right? and vehicle where and gets in his music abilities and his ridiculous. Teetering an obnoxious comedy.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah,
0: exactly. And I guess I can go into like the one to three things
1: that we probably lo- we both agreed probably on this. One of three things we loved about it was just Jack Black in general. There's just so much to go by. He, he's just a lovable character, even though he's kind of a, like you said, sleazy, and probably probably should be like in jail for kidnapping
0: children and fraud. But you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll
1: look past that. It's fine.
0: That 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 might go down. We'll come back to this later <laughs> with the one things that I, w- I might want to change, mm. but the positive part for it is just Jack Black is so much energy and so much fun and so interesting. Like he's just, um, uh, it's it's perfect for him because, like you said, we're big Tanxious D f- fans here, and you can see so much of the influence <laughs> of like how how he, the music he plays in that band. He gets into this one of like the. The, the monsters of rock, the gods <laughs> of rock, the um, the bodacious, and all his terminology is so perfect.
3: I don't want to hang out with a bunch of wannabe corporate sellouts. I'm going to form my own band, and we are going to start a revolution, okay? And you're going to be a funny little footnote on my epic ass.
0: It's old school, but it yes. fits oh. his persona of a person who lives in the past.
1: Oh, yeah. I, it's absolutely just wonderful. Like, um, he's so charismatic, and he's, and he becomes lovable. He's got a great character arc, like. One of the scenes that I, uh, that like, I, 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 when I watched it this past time, I realized how like good it is. Is when he finds uh, Freddie, like in the oh, in the playing cards with that band during like the auditions, and like he basically parents them real quick, you know, acting like a responsible parent for once in his life, or actually a responsible adult,
0: and he's teaching him. So I just love that scene. Uh, I was wondering, like, because uh, he was telling them to. To not sit there and get, like, faded with the band. But all they were doing yeah. were, like, smoking cigarettes, right? And I think, the, I think the one guy has a beer. I can't tell what was going on. It, it, it doesn't... Yeah, I think he's got a beer, but I think... I'm not
1: sure if the great Richard Linklater, instead of quotes... Um, I don't think his intention was to, like, uh, show that like, a parent just overreacting over nothing like a typical parent does or something. That just give Dewey just, a sh- just to give him that little part of the, char- the character arc, but... Yeah, I think I don't think they're even. I don't think they even smoking cigarettes. They're just playing cards and just chilling.
0: I think I think the one guy's got a cigarette, but yeah. I, I can't tell. Yeah. But you mentioned it, I don't want to move past this. This is directed <laughs> by indie darling Richard Linklater, who made Dan's favorite movie of all time, Boyhood. God
1: damn, <laughs> Boyhood—the worst film and the most boring film in the history
3: of the universe. So, oh, twelve years, everybody gets old. people would ask, "Well, so so what happens in the movie?" And I was like not much the new york times calls boyhood one of the most extraordinary movies of 2014 or for that matter the 21st century so far
0: here's our here's our boyhood story dan came home from um college or as he calls it underneath the bridge one time and he's like he's like have you seen boyhood i'm like i've not (laughs) seen boyhood he says i've seen it Do you want to watch it so dan spent three hours watching boyhood came back home and then showed it to me. So Dan's wasted six hours of his life on the longest, most boring movie ever. <laughs>
1: God, that'd be a good one to to uh, make Shane watch, but you and I don't watch
0: it again and, and just <laughs> see what Shane has to say about it. We're like, oh yeah, we didn't rewatch it because it sucks. What we'll do is, is just like, kidnap shane time up and, and like force him to watch it like a uh, via clockwork orange style with his prop his eyes open and make him watch it
1: unless the Peruvians are already doing that to him right now who knows maybe they're <laughs> maybe they're maybe they're clever people as well
3: talk to me samantha how was your week uh i don't know dad it was kind of tough billy and ellen broke up and ellen's kind of mad at me because she saw me talking to billy in the cafeteria and you oh. remember that sculpture i oh. was working on it was the unicorn and the broke off so oh. now it's his evil thank oh. me. Nice, 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 nice. Mason, uh, how was your week? Well, Dad, no, it's kind of tough. Joey's kind of mature. Actually, he stole some cigarettes stop. from his mom. He wanted me to smoke them, but stop I him, said no. I need to a hard
2: time. You quitting smoking, Dad? It's how about that? Is that so hard? It's a sad! This is sad! It's abstract.
0: Let's go into it. So, we mentioned Jack Black. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, my number one thing is the cast is phenomenal. Yeah. Um, one of the biggest, um, thing, my biggest, um, issues in films is i don't like kids i don't like movies uh. about kids i can't stand child actors but all these kids are great they're likable they're fun and they actually have little characters most of them have character arcs mm-hmm. and they are not obnoxious Ugh. like they're they're normal kid obnoxious they're, they're not like cringy movie child actor obnoxious
1: oh yeah
0: for sure like
1: i, I you and i both agree and we've talked about pre previously how we hate child actors especially now they all usually suck but um, this one yeah like, and you mentioned the character arcs you got Lawrence Larry on the keyboards he's like I'm not cool enough (laughs) you got Tamika who's got like a weight and shyness issue Um, but then there's another great scene by Jack Black and he kind of tells her that like uh, overcome her fears he's like I'm fat but I sing like a god which of course he does but anyways (laughs) and then you got Zach, who comes out of his shell and becomes more confident of himself, especially of his parents. And then you got Freddie, who learns, I wrote down, uh, learns to release his anger and not burning stuff anymore and instead drumming <laughs> drumming. So <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, um, uh, jump jumping not too far ahead. Yeah. Um, the only I, I can't tell this is like <laughs> meta or not, but um, the only kid who has no arc and no character is Katie. The bassist? Oh, God, yeah, thank you. But I, I can't tell if, if that's like a joke because bassists are forgotten uh, in bands, yeah. or if it's just like, what do you do with this girl? Maybe you don't have enough to do. And I feel bad for her in real life. Do you know anything about her?
1: Uh, no, don't worry. All I know is a, a couple of them, but her I don't, just like a bassist.
0: Okay. Really quickly, now she identifies as transgender, and like she got bullied online and like sexualized as a girl. Because of this movie, so like she basically turned her back on it and has so many issues because of like these creepy men online and like sexualizing her, like seeing her so young and like saying things about her. So Ugh. I really feel bad for. You've gone through a bunch of issues and I think they're okay now, but I was just like, oh man, they've got like the Hollywood's a cesspool of fucking pedophiles and yeah. shit. So gosh, she should just she just learn uh, learn to live under the bridge. It's a lot easier,
2: <laughs> but. <laughs>
0: but yeah no that's horrible men suck that's all that's all i can say about that men suck hollywood sucks but i i i feel bad for that character because they're the only one who didn't get anything out of this and i can't tell if that's like an inside like band joke or just Eh, we got enough i know right and then especially at the end
1: of the movie um like she doesn't she doesn't even get a bass solo everyone gets a little solo
0: (laughs) that, that even bothered me as a kid i was like it's like, why doesn't Katie get a solo? She, one of the, the things behind the scenes uh, that they cut out was Jack Black tells Katie in the the end scenes that basses don't get solos. I'm like, they do on uh, certain bands. Yeah. Like bass solos, if you're like Primus, <laughs> you get solos. Oh my god, yeah. Solos. Yeah,
1: exactly. For <laughs> sure.
2: Oh well.
0: Um, my, favorite, my favorite, not my favorite character, but my favorite performance is Joan Cusack as the principal. She is so good. Like, uh, she, she goes from like tight ass to like drunken singing Stevie Nicks in the bar to, I don't believe for a second that the, that, that she comes unwinded at the end and she's like, I love this show. I'm so mad at you, but I love this show. But she, she does a good balance of, um, of uptight and just like this person who, who, as she says, I, I'm not a, you know, she mouths it. She says, I'm, I'm not a bitch, but <laughs> a
3: bit. <laughs> Now, you don't want me to have to call
1: your parents, do you? It's all right, Emily. Don't cry. Just try to be a bit more conscientious.
3: Would you like
2: a hug? <laughs> I'll be good, I swear.
1: But uh, she may be the worst principal on the face of the earth, honestly. Like, really? You don't do a background check on, <laughs> uh, on Dewey, on, on Ned Schneebly? He's driving around in this creep van with a bunch of band logo. really? But
0: you can't judge a book by its cover, I guess, you know, but. That's my favorite line of the movie is at the end when the parents are there yelling at her. Mm -hmm. She walks away, Mm. goes into the corner, sits there for a little bit. Then she comes back in and says, I have an announcement. All your children are missing. (laughs) She's like, I give up. (laughs) That's one of my
1: quotes I have down. It's so great. But yeah, she's awesome in this too. Um. She's she's good in she's good in all things she usually does. I think she's very uh, um, unappreciated for sure.
0: Yeah, well, she's much better than John Cusack. People are like John Cusack's a good actor. I'm like, no, John Cusack is a serviceable actor. Joan Cusack has the range. John yeah. Cusack's like a level below Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: John Cusack can hold a boombox over his head, and that's really about it. In a creepy trench coat. <laughs> it's really bad. He's good for it Yeah
0: Yeah but um, Kind of You mentioned it Kind of quick, briefly there That like She's the worst principal This movie should be called School of Complete Suspension Of Disbelief oh. Because <laughs> none of this Would fly Or ever be believable But it doesn't matter It's a fun comedy So it doesn't matter That none of this Would happen Like I was watching it With my wife last night And she goes Really? I'm like, I'm like oh, <laughs> She says, um, she says, no, no, no. It was we're watching the movie, and she goes, and she goes, how do they change so fast into their uniforms? I said, really? That's what you're oh worried my about? Gosh. All the things in this movie, <laughs> of all the disbelief, that's the thing you're <laughs> preoccupied. <laughs>
1: <on>? <laughs> I could, I can't think. I could see your wife saying that. Or, or I thought, she, I thought when you said, when she said, really, I thought she's, I thought she was going to say, you really like this film. Really?
0: (laughs) No, no, no. Everyone likes this film. I don't know anyone who doesn't like this film. This film is super enjoyable. Everyone enjoys this film. Yeah, for sure. Um, What's something else that you love about the film?
1: Uh, We got that. I got that. I have... um, One of my things is the quotes, the music, the music videos are just wonderful. Uh, The montage they play in is one of my favorite scenes because for me it's like nostalgia because that's one of the reasons why I got into music so much because that scene... You know, it's like one of my first exposures to, like, that type of music. You see Keith Moon, that's one of the iconic scenes. You see Jimi Hendrix as well, right before he's about to light his guitar on fire, you know. So, um, what What are some of the memorable co- quotes you, remember, uh, you liked or enjoyed?
0: Really, well, let's go back to that scene now, that montage. I, I think there's two things that got me into classic rock. One of them is this movie, when it's just like, Jack Black going over like you have Sabbath, you have the Who, you have the Clash, it goes over. A little bit a little bit of the let out. Led Zeppelin. Oh yeah, for sure. Well um, Led Zeppelin, oh. let like for sure. That's got me into Led Zeppelin. So this movie for sure got me into classic rock and then also rock band. Ooh. I used to play rock band all the time and that would I actually kind of I think opened my taste into music. So this is two thousand three. So, I'm in elementary school. I think in middle school, I got rock band. So, like that, those like 2003 to 2006 is kind of like the years of like, oh, I'm actually learning what music is. So, this is mm. this, as well as a, the video game rock band, kind of got me into like, you know, like actually knowing, oh, these are classic bands and things like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know what year rock band came out?
0: I do not. 2007. So, yeah. Okay, so then that was two thousand seven. So then like the, the like kind of that four year traditional period from like elementary to high school is when mm-hmm. it got to that kind of music.
1: Yeah, and, and and I think I'm I'm pretty sure Guitar Hero came out before rock band, so that could yeah, exactly kind of thing.
0: Sharon, what are the boys doing?
2: Oh, Stan and Kyle bought a new video game together.
0: They can play guitar now?
2: No, no, they're just little plastic controllers. You hit the colored buttons and it makes the guitar track on the gameplay. Oh, if they spent half the time learning a real instrument as they do playing that game, who knows what they could accomplish. Oh my Dad! See. Dad!
0: What are you doing? I can actually play a lot of these songs on a real guitar. You want me to teach you boys how?
3: Yeah, that's stupid, Dad.
0: But... but this is
3: real. Real guitars are for old people.
0: Yeah, like the revitalization. Well, I guess it's kind of a, a, a small, like connection there because this is produced by viacom which owns mtv mm-hmm. and the mtv went on to do guitar hero and rock band and stuff like that so ah. i'm sure this movie probably interested people into like you know getting into music and then MTV's like i smell money and they said well let's turn these classic rock songs into a video game here comes hollywood
1: yeah for sure that that montage is amazing though I love it. It's uh, It's got like Pete P- P- Townsend, Jimi Hendrix, like I said, Angus Young, ACDC, Iggy Pop, Keith Moon, and Buddy Rich. It's pretty awesome. And it's got the Ramon song in the background. <laughs>
0: yeah that's a great Ramones song mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't recognize mm-hmm. I knew it was the Ramones you can tell the voices but I didn't recognize this. I knew the song from just the history of scenes but I'm like I don't know that song oh. so I think after after this I'm going to be going through the the soundtrack of the of this movie because there's so many great songs like, they obviously have big popular big hit songs mm-hmm. on there but they also have kind of like not as popular songs by these big huge bands I guess with that let's go into Led Zeppelin oh have you seen this video of Jack Black begging Led Zeppelin to use uh, Immigrant Song? I you know what I've not I've never seen it. I've kind of heard briefly about it.
1: It kind of sounds familiar. I've never seen it though.
0: Well, basically Jack Black wanted to get Zeppelin and I'm sure you, I know you know this, but maybe people out there might not know this. Led Zeppelin is very stingy on who they give musical rights to. I think they're a little more lenient now, but yeah. And they, like, for the longest time, they wouldn't give anyone their music. I know, like, I think Black Dog is played for, like, some kind of car commercial, I believe. But uh, Link later told Black, get the music. If you want to get it, uh, we'll pay <laughs> for it. You get it from them. So he, when they were performing the end um, performance of the, um, uh, at Battle of the Bands, Black gets the, well, Black gets the camera and the microphone and has the crowd, like, Scream and shout, and, and basically beg Zeppelin to use the Immigrant Song.
3: Robert Plant, Jimmy Page, John Paul Jones, yeah. the Gods of Rock. We need the Immigrant Song. This is a movie about rock, and without that song, this movie will crumble. Lords of Rock, let Zeppelin, Lords of rock, let Zeppelin. grace us with your mighty love.
0: But it's just him being Jack Black and him just kind of like screaming and singing <laughs> and getting these thousand people in the Battle of Bands to scream the Zeppelin, zap Zeppelin. Zap so it's oh. it's very entertaining. You should listen. You should watch it after this.
1: I did not know that. That's that just. That t- describes Jack Black and how much he just loves music in general. It's not like he wanted to, like... His intention wasn't to, like, oh, if you get an immigrant song or a Led Zeppelin song on it, we'll get make more money. No, he just loves Led Zeppelin so much.
0: Well, yeah, because the music is so important into the film itself. Like you said, the montages, and then, like, he gives them... My favorite scenes is that he gives them the homework. He gives them all these, like, yes. uh, these, these CDs of all these bands and oh. so like it's it's integral it's it's not just you know need money need ideas. years it's like jack black wants zeppelin and Linklater is like get zeppelin and i'll give you full control you figure it out make it work exact i even wrote
1: down uh what he gives them for their homework which is like if you gave me this homework when i was a child i'd
3: be amazing your homework is to listen to some real music get inspired for blondie blondie for lawrence Yes, that's the name of the band. Listen to the keyboard solo on Roundabout. It will blow the classical music out your butt. Okay, for you, Rush, 2112, Neil Peart, one of the great drummers of all time, study up. Okay, and for you, Jimi Hendrix, Axis bold as love. Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon, listen to the vocal solo on The Great Gig in the Sky.
1: Yeah, Pink Floyd, another good
0: one too as well. I don't like Pink Floyd, but I'm... Um moving on what's something else you enjoy we went to music uh music uh again what are some i mentioned earlier about quotes what you got for quotes my favorite quote that i wrote down i was laughing out loud last night was uh-oh i think miss lemons on crack
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and speaking off
0: that i think that's why this movie was pg-13 i thought it was pg um. Yeah. There's a there's a few cuss words. There's some sexual innuendo, which goes to my next my my another favorite lines. And then um, they talk about drugs and him being hungover. But yeah, it's I think there's a little edge to it, and I think it was supposed to be worse. And tell me if you saw this last night. I was watching this and I had to go back like three times because I was like I was telling my wife I'm like, hey, look at this. What do you think? The scene when Black is telling them to tell the man off. Uh, it goes to Freddy first, and Freddy says, shut the hell up, sneebling." Mm-hmm. But if you go back to it, it looks like he says, shut the fuck up, Sneebly. Yes, I, th- I think you're right, yeah. And I went back three times, and I can't tell if, because his mouth does not say hell, it looks like fuck. But I was asking my wife, and she goes, I don't know if it's just a weird edit, or if he actually says fuck, and they just adr hell over i don't know for sure
1: it's good it's it's good adr but there's a slight yeah you're right though it doesn't do it perfectly tied with it but like if you're not looking for it which i how many times i've seen this film i've never really noticed it but i think you're right though that's a good that's a good like catch
0: yeah and i can't tell if it's bad adr or if it's or they actually said you know what we can't have a well i think at the time he's like 14 but we can't have a 10 year old in the movie say fuck oh, No, we mentioned freddie before but we should probably say rest in peace yeah, that's also another motivation factor. Is that Kevin Alexander Clark? I think just two weeks ago, from re- recording this, passed away tragically, yeah. unexpectedly. So R.I.P. to Freddie Jones. Which isn't it weird that Freddie Jones? That's that's the name of the the, the main character of Scooby Doo. It's such a weird like thing. Uh-oh. Freddie Jones is the main the blonde on Scooby Doo. They have last names. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I guess. I don't want to go past your quotes, but do you want to give me the the list of the of the of the kids' nicknames you have? Yeah,
1: I've got I've got some of them and then I just I got sidetrack, but uh, uh I got all right. So
0: I got Braceface, <laughs> yeah.
1: Tinkerbell, Dumbum, Spazzy Spazzy <laughs> McGee, and he also references Sarah Silverman who plays Ned Schneebly's girlfriend. Uh, references her as a dog. That was wonderful. (laughs) And then finally, our favorite one, which I think uh, you and I have said like before, uh, Fancy Pants. That one, I'm like, ooh, that one probably won't fly now. But uh, 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 and then speaking of quotes, uh, when uh, Fancy Pants
3: uh, says, Now what makes you mad more than anything in the world? Billy. You. Billy, we've already told me off. Let's move on. You're tacky and I hate you. Okay, you see me after class. That is my favorite quote. Maybe you're tacky, and I hate
0: you. <laughs> I'll, s- I'll see you after
1: class. I'll see you after class. They're they're <laughs> like back and forth the entire film. Just makes me laugh so hard.
0: Yeah, he he plays the effeminate child, and but I don't think it's they're not making fun of him for Mm-mm. being effeminate. The, but they give him great lines. Like sure, in case it's a stereotype, but once again. Like, all the lines he's given are perfect and hilarious. Like, like he's he's snarky, and it's fun because most of the kids will, will, uh, don't talk back to Sneebly, but he has no problem doing it, and it's kind of delightful. <laughs> I know, right? Can I be the band style of this? Sure you can, fancy pants. It, it, he doesn't say it to him degradingly. He, he doesn't say, oh, well, of course you want to be the designer. He goes, of course you can. Follow your heart, Fancy Pants. Yeah, exactly. So it's 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 play, it's playfully done. It's it's wonderful. Oh, another line. Uh, speaking of Fancy Pants, is don't talk about my bow tie. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love that line.
1: Uh, all right. So uh, the first one, oh, Oh, man- mannerisms. I memorized that handshake when I was like a little. Me and my friend in like <laughs> elementary school, we'd like memorize the handshake. That oh. oh, was so awesome.
0: Give, give give us some context. Set that up.
1: Oh, the handshake when. Um, Uh, Lawrence goes up to, uh, uh, Dewey in the cafeteria after they when he figures out the musical talents and he says like, I'm not cool enough. And he's like, yes, you are. Just be yourself. You rock on the keyboards. And at the end, Jack Black and him, Jack Black teaches him like a secret handshake. And it's just it's just so dumb and clever. It's
0: so funny. (laughs) And it's even better because like at the end he tells them we'll practice that later because it's like it's it's absolute nonsense. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. and they they probably never did it again. (laughs) No, but apparently the. The actor who plays Lawrence didn't want to be in the film. And that's like a very similar conversation he had with uh, Richard Linklater. Richard Linklater said, no, you're perfect. Do the part. So I think they actually rewrote it into the script. And they had Schneebly do that. Because one of the positives that kind of sells me on this movie and keeps me more interested is it's got a lot of heart. And the the heart feels authentic. So it's it's, it's a very, it's a good family-friendly film. I don't like those kind of movies, but... All the, the heart feels earned.
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, it's not
0: like um,
1: Disney or some other like, or Sony trying to push in like some heart that you don't care about. But like, no, it's natural and it's great. So, and then, all right. More quotes I have. Um, we between the lines. I say that like, <laughs> you said that as a kid too.
3: Teach. Teach.
2: All right. Look, here's
3: the deal. I've got a hangover. Who knows what that means?
0: Doesn't that mean you're drunk?
3: No, it means I was drunk yesterday. It means you're an alcoholic. Wrong. You wouldn't come to work hungover unless you are an alcoholic. Dude, you got a disease. Hmm, what's your name? Freddie Jones. Hmm. Freddie Jones, shut up. The point is, y'all can just chill today. We'll start on this crapola tomorrow. Miss Dumb Bum ain't your teacher today? I am. <laughs> and I got a headache and the runs, so I say, Time for recess. <laughs> Love
0: that. The whole scene, the whole first scene retells uh, him just recess forever. And and he steals Tamika's like half eaten sandwich. Oh my God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, Freddy is like, I don't know, burn stuff. Uh, <laughs> um, he goes to Lawrence after Lawrence does his first keyboard. Stop it. That's perfect. You're perfect. Um, <laughs> The Bee's Knees, uh, Loosey Goosey Baby. I still use that to this day. The Cat's Um, Pajamas. The Cat's Pajamas. Um, We're Creating Musical Fusion. Yes. Little stuff like that. Uh, I already said, you're attacking. I hate you. Uh, (laughs) This one's probably underrated. I just love it. We've got some rocking to do. I just love when he says that, because I just picture um, Snatches D. One of the funniest quotes I think that everyone loves is,
3: My name is Dewey Finn. And no, I'm not a licensed teacher, but I have been touched by your kids. And I'm pretty sure I've touched them.
2: What? Oh my god! What?
0: It's a perfect, perfect scene because Jack Black says it so like so authentically, means it from the heart. And then the perfect comedic <laughs> timing of the flat <laughs> angle and the parents go, look at each other and go, oh my God. Yeah, all the, of that. The, that scream.
3: The, oh my God.
0: <laughs> and Jack Black's like close up, he goes, uh-oh, what did I just, he realizes oh, yeah. what he just said. It's perfect. It's like the best, it's my favorite comedic scene in the movie where it's just like, it's so good well set up and it's a perfect payoff where it's like oh it's authentic and then it's like uh-oh you shouldn't say that around kids ooh. <laughs>
1: then, then it just oh now it got grimy real quick Ooh, and then he somehow manages to grab his two, two guitars and run out and then like the cop disappears no <laughs> whatever it's it, whatever
0: whatever it's great yeah the, the, all the um all the adults in this are absolutely incompetent and just like and like dumb like the principal and the teachers are so completely like like uh, baffled by this like the charlatan doing. it <laughs> it's just oh like he just god. comes in and and like pretends and all and it even goes with like the kids i'm like i'm, I'm like i'm like how didn't i know these kids go battle the bands that's not educational but once again who cares you are having fun this is a fun movie all the kids are having fun so yeah. you're just like eh, just yes.
1: eh, who cares? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah yeah
0: you put, push it under the rug it's push it under the rink the
1: richard link ladder rug <laughs> <laughs> god Um, And then I got one. The last one I have is stick it to the man or stick it to the man. Stick it to the maniosis. Of course. Love that.
0: That's another example of stupid adults.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? God. And going off adults, the only competent one probably is Sarah Silverman, which you're kind of like, she's probably right. Like he's kind of a,
0: kind of a freeloader. He needs to leave. (laughs) Yeah. but Yes. It's, it's, it's really like the, the reality like Sarah someone plays reality where it's like you are delusional psycho get out of my life <laughs> yeah. but and the thing is that the irony it's kind of like the Ed Wood thing where it's like Sarah Jessica Parker is the same kind of character where it's like she's reality and she's the antagonist mm. but in the real world she'd be like yeah you can't do these any of these things which I think I'll dive into a little bit more a little bit mm-hmm. later but the next thing I love about this film is the speeches. Dewey gives some Ugh. amazing speeches. And I forgot about this. This is a Iran a moment. Um, when he gives the man speech, when he talks about the man, and, uh, and he talks about how um, they, uh, they killed rock and roll. Um, mm. It took Shamu and put him in a chlorine tank. Oh my gosh, I for- yes. I forgot that in high school when I tried out for a playing, I memorized this speech. And I performed it to trial for a play in high school.
1: Oh, my God. Did you really? I did. I, <laughs> oh, my I didn't, gosh. I,
0: I had to, like, everything I did in high school was last minute. And I tried out for a play. And uh, I just, found, uh, the night before, I found, I was like, what movies do I like? And I was like, School of Rock. And I, because I memorized that speech before. And I just did oh it. I tried out for a play with it. So I forgot. <laughs> I
3: did that. Here's a useful lesson for you. Give up. Just quit. Because in this life, you can't win. Yeah, you can try. But in the end, you're just gonna lose big time because the world is run by the man. Who? The man. Oh, you don't know the man? Oh, well, he's everywhere. In the White House, down the hall, Miss Mullins. She's the man. And the man ruined the ozone. And he's burning down the Amazon, and he kidnapped Shamu and put her in a chlorine tank, okay? And there used to be a way to stick it to the man. It was called rock and roll. But guess what? Oh, no. The man ruined that, too, with a little thing called MTV. So don't waste your time trying to make anything cool or pure or awesome, because the man's just going to call you a fat, washed-up loser and crush your soul. So do yourselves a favor and just give up.
1: Pleat. Oh, that's so amazing! But please tell me the the play was Rent.
0: Yes, it was Rent.
2: <laughs> it was Rent. <laughs>
0: we did the we did the musical Rent. <laughs> um, what's HIVA? <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs>
0: um, anything uh. else you love about the film?
1: Uh we might kind of mentioned the music and soundtrack already. I don't want to um beat a dead horse on that, but it's so great. Um, yeah, going off what you said though, like every like little like monologue or like little scene with Jack Black his his mannerisms when he's like teaching them like the riffs and then like when he's just like pretending he's playing a guitar solo or anything like that is so like I could see how people can maybe think it's kind of irritating but I just love it <laughs> it's just it shows like he just he's so passionate about what he loves doing mm-hmm. yeah and he never wants to quit that's why yeah,
0: yeah you can see his irritating but it perfectly fits his character of like an absolute diehard devotee to like rock and roll music so yes it could be grating Mm -hmm. but i think over the course of the film as dewey kind of grows and actually likes the kids and sticks up for them and has all these good speeches for them he kind of eases up a little bit and kind of gets a little little more professionalism i say that with so many air quotes (laughs) yeah exactly but yeah I, i
1: i remember memorizing like all the mannerisms, what he says after certain things. It's like, Oh my gosh, this brings back so many like fond memories.
0: Um, I guess we don't mention her Miranda Cosgrove. Um, she can be annoying. What do you think about summer, um, summer, um, Hathaway? Uh, yeah, I would, yeah.
1: Annoying. Yeah. I would say she's a little bit annoying, but like you kind of need that. uh, I'm trying to think of the right word, but yeah, I think, I think I like her more now after rewatching it for sure um but yeah she can get kind of a little bit irritating for the most part but she, she's really she's
0: she's really good though like like we talked about earlier all the kids are good good actors oh well, yeah well i think it's because you and i were not good students so the so we probably hated the teacher's pets which is kind of perfect because like the the main song talks about that If you want to be a teacher's pet baby you better forget it so it's yeah. kind of a perfect like thing and then yeah she's good as a brown nosing student <laughs> yes a little bit insulted that you assumed I was a
1: bad student, but that's fine. It's cool. I'll, well, well, that's fine. I'll push that one also under the Richard Linklater rug. <laughs> that's cool, man. I, you
0: know what, you could hate Linklater, and I don't really care for him that much. But he made <laughs> yeah, Bernie, yeah. which is my favorite Jack Black performance of all oh, time. Oh, did he really? He directed Bernie. I think right after this. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know he directed Bernie. All right,
1: maybe I'll give him a little bit yeah. more. I, I think I'm just so I still have the bitter taste in the front of my teeth about God damn boyhood
0: yeah link later has i think in the early 2000s he did some more commercially successful movies but he's known for his like indie movies and i find it pretentious and it's not for me and i like pretentious stuff but i he's he's not my kind of director but he has some movies that are good and i'll give him that but no i i yeah i don't think he's i i don't think he's a good writer that's for sure uh he just gets so stuck in his own ass like he's just he's a pretentious person yeah. where he's like i'm doing cinema it's like eh, come on let's, let's.
1: Uh, hey really oh, cool. <laughs> you're you're directing a, you're directing a chevy car commercial
0: shut up dude. <laughs> okay final question what's one thing you'd want to change about the film
1: this is what I debated about. Um, we kinda mentioned it earlier. I guess the plot to deceive the school, I think if I had to change one thing it'd be that, like I would I would basically replace like maybe instead of like him faking his Ned Schneebly, just like make it a I don't wanna make it a little bit longer because I think it's the perfect amount of time for this movie. But like maybe change a couple scenes and make it where like he actually goes legit for like a Our temp job in his first one is this kind of thing instead of him faking and then like he gets in trouble because he's not teaching the kids anything, so he's a bad temp. Instead, that's the only thing I would change. Like I would get rid of like oh he's being a fraud as a teacher, you know. But
0: it would be better if it was like a music teacher position because in at least that case he could just BS his way more appropriately and then like uh, like the kids practicing music would be a little more believable because. -hmm. So maybe like that instead. Maybe if you took over for a teaching position, instead of just a regular grade school teacher, might be a little more believable because he could just like make up BS things about melody and like and, and like and like you know like notes and things like that.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then one of the things that always like was a gripe with me, but I just I learned to look past it. Is like, come on, if they're singing and they're playing drums, even though they have like the pads to to lessen the sound. And they supposedly um, soundproof the room, but I highly doubt that. I'm like, come <laughs> on, you'd be caught so many more times.
0: But whatever,
1: whatever, it's fine.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny the scene when they go to the Battle of the Bands, and then they have it's really weird. They I never noticed, I didn't really process this till this last time. They have Jack Black's face on like an iPad looking thing recorded, but mm-hmm. but but then he asks the kids in the room the questions. Like, why would that matter? Why not just record everyone's voice and play it over like on a video? But, like, is Jack Black reading the questions on an iPad thing to the kids who are still in the room? So it's like the, the big sopranos looking kid, like the geeky redheaded <laughs> kid. Like, they're the ones answering the question. I'm like, why is that there? It's just, it's just a weird, like, why would you do both of those things?
1: Yeah, that's a good point. But uh, I guess because the natural sound of the kids answering questions. I don't know. I think, yeah, we're probably getting. Yeah, yeah, we're we'll probably getting too much into it, but yeah,
0: these fine. aren't these are little nitpick things.
1: Um, yeah, we we have to, we have to come on. Come on.
2: The,
0: the my only mentioned the Katie thing, like why, why why is the bass player forgotten? But maybe that's like a meta joke. The only thing yeah. that I really noticed this time like, was Dewey is almost unlikable at first. He's like an absolute like piece of shit. Dewey, hey, it's the first of the month and. Uh i would like your share of the rent now please
3: oh man you know i don't have it you wake me up for that come on i mean you owe me a lot of money as it is
1: yeah try 2200 dollars
3: okay the band is about to hit it big time we're gonna win battle of the bands and when i'm rolling in the benjamins i will throw you and your dog a bone good night we have jobs
1: we contribute to society all right and ned has the most important job there is
3: temping he's a babysitter dude i service society by rocking OK, I'm out there on the front lines, liberating people with my music, rockin', Ain't no walk in the park, lady. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe you should sell one of your guitars or something. What? Would you tell
0: Picasso to sell his guitars? Like, and he's so delusional in the first 30 minutes and it's like, oh, man, he's like awful. And obviously, uh, that's I think Mike White or Linklater, whoever, like, well, White wrote it. Maybe Linklater did some things, but it was like they really made him likable towards the middle, and it saves it. But at first, man, Dewey is like the worst human being ever. Like he's just so obs- like obsessed with like <laughs> music, and he's so delusional to think he's a god. But it, and it works because Jack Black has that that fake tenacious D ego, because we know. Jack Black and Kyle Gass don't actually believe they're the greatest band of all time, but they have to have that ego because it's part of their persona. So yeah. Jack Black plays it in the film, but uh. in real life, like I would hate this person. <laughs> oh God, yeah, he's a just immature, just
1: dick. Like yeah, and then you're kind of like yeah, I would kick him out of the band too. Not gonna lie, even though even though he is a very talented singer and guitarist or just musician in general. So but still, yeah, he's just a flat out kind of an asshole, like you said. He has the passion. The passion, Ronnie. It's the passion.
0: <laughs> um, final things I'm thinking here. Did you think that this is a show?
1: Yeah, I, I saw that um, last night. It was a show for a
0: couple seasons on uh, Nickelodeon or Disney. It's definitely Nickelodeon. It's owned by Viacom. Viacom owns Nickelodeon.
1: Yeah, and then it, also, it, was, a, it was a Broadway play for a short period as well yeah
0: do you know who composed the music for that it's andrew lloyd weber what like fan of the opera cats and all these things andrew lloyd weber composed the musical this wow really weird i did not know that.
1: that's that's a good little fun fact
0: i didn't know that i was like i was like i don't like I, i'm not a musical person so i think shane hearing this would be like what he'd be more confused by that but i was like what this guy, he's one like Tony's, did this musical, but I'm sure it was just, you know, a fun thing for him to do.
1: Yeah, and it, it didn't last long, so I'm not sure it was just supposed to be brief, or it didn't go well,
0: so I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. I think musicals yeah. have to have some kind of, like, you know, you know pinky-out perspective to them, and this is just, like, it's a goofy, fun thing. I, I listened to a couple songs by the musical cast, and it's it's fine, it's, it's fine, but... My my heart lies with the film itself. Ugh. It's it's just so great. Um, did you notice
1: anything on the rewatch that you didn't notice before? I think we kind of mentioned a couple of them earlier. Anything else?
0: No, I think now I appreciate the music aspect mm-hmm. more. You kind of dump in. I was like, oh, wow, these are some things now as older rewatching. This I don't think I've seen this since college, but I'm rewatching it. And I'm just like, it's interesting.
1: I've got two things that I watched that made me laugh. The scene where... Um, The principal comes in into the teacher's lounge and mentions, like, parents' night. As soon as she mentions parents' night, Jack Black is, like, putting making coffee in the background, and he (laughs) burns his hand, right? Do you know what he does when he burns his hand? He puts butter or cream on his burnt hand real quick (laughs) to stop, like, the burn. I just couldn't stop laughing. Like, oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah, he he grabs something and just, like shakes it on his hand. That was funny. <laughs> no, I th- no, I think he grabs a butter knife and ro- puts it on his hand. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, and he might also like shake like sugar on it too. I think it just improv. He's like ah ah. <laughs> <laughs> also, when Junk set comes into like the classroom, uh, on the chalkboard, do you see what's written or what he's writing, like the whole thing out? Yeah, it's it's it's, it's like question mark equals exclamation point, and then e equals mc squared. <laughs> It's it's the pound symbol times 32 minus square root of 36 divided by the square root of 13 times question mark times question mark times exclamation point equals MC e equals MC squared. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's wonderful. That's just Jack Black writing crap down, I bet.
0: There's, there's so many good background things. Um, uh, here's a question. This is this is 2003, probably made 2002. Is battle of the bands still a thing? Oh, now? Yeah, uh, I think
1: um, where I live under the bridge, we have some random ones occasionally, but it's just usually just us with like trash cans and sticks. Um,
0: <laughs> but... I know, um, radio is pretty much dead, but I, I know like out here in. Where I live, like, uh, the 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 rock station out here is K-Rock. They used to sponsor Battle of the Bands every year, mm. but... I know COVID the past two years, nothing, but even before that, I don't think they... I've been to some, like, uh, yeah. my wife knew uh, some people in high school who were in a, a band that did Battle of the Bands, but it's not like... It's not like it was in, like, the 80s, where, like, you know, if you go back to, like, nostalgic kind of 80s movies, you'll have, like, all, like Battle of the Bands, things like that, but I don't... At Least out here, I don't, I haven't heard any, but you know, we haven't really had a normal past two years. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean?
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, uh,
0: before, yeah, but
1: pre-COVID, uh, where I live, uh, down here or up there, um, depending on how you look at it from the bridge, um, <laughs> like, yeah, they used to have, uh, there's a, there's a music venue, I don't want to mention it, but they, yeah, they, they have, they used to have battle of the bands. Um, I've never been to one. Out here, but I think when I was in high school, they had for sure battled the bands, but that was one like that was one like you said, radio was more dominant for sure. But no, it'd be kind of cool, but I probably wouldn't like the bands anyways. So,
0: <laughs> no, they're not. Uh, they're not Max Sabbath.
1: Not Max Sabbath, that's for sure. Gym, Big
3: Macs are you Your pork is turning.
0: Oh, I love that song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, anything else to add about the excellent, fun, and extremely heartfelt School of Rock?
1: It's, it's basically—I feel like this is just a, homo- a homage to like just music in general and journal and. Um, we love, you and I just both love it. Like you say, it both, it got us both in just like classic rock, uh, mainly, but also music in general. It opened the floodgates for me personally on music. So that was, it was just wonderful. So uh, we watched this for sure. So, and I like the ending song's great too. I think we, I mentioned that briefly in the beginning, but it's great. It's a, it's a good balance of, uh, kids playing and probably kids' lyrics as well, but it's just a good song.
0: Yeah, um, I don't think we discussed that. All the original oh. music is great. I love all of it. I love the the beginning song with no vacancy. I, I love that scene where we Which I didn't mention this. Did you notice the uh, the Goodfellas shot where it's like a where like mm-hmm. the camera's going down into like the basement? I, I figured you noticed since you're a Goodfellas fan. The, the, oh yeah. The, the, there's a lot of long takes in this, and it's kind of interesting to see those long takes where it's at the beginning when they go down the stairs, and then yeah. my favorite long take is when it's just one shot. It's just one take where Jack Black's performing his um his uh The Legend of the Rent is Way Hardcore song. Yeah, It's a fantastic performance scene right there.
1: Yeah, uh, when he's in the classroom, and he just, it just zooms out very slow. It keeps going, it's going, and I'm like, oh, that's a great, that's a great Scene. As one take. Well. It's a one take. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, one it's, take. It's awesome. awesome. And I was trying to figure out if like it's all one scene where like the kids like also like ask him questions See So I'm trying to figure out if it's one take. But then I'm like, I'm like, I'm not gonna go look at the editing. Um, but speaking of like the first scene, um, the best payoff in this whole film is uh, he does a crowd dive in this first scene where he dives and he falls in the ground shirtless (laughs) and he zooms out and then uh the end of the film he does a crowd surf and it pays off best setup and payoff of all time i love it
0: it it has a lot of those good setups up and pays off about you know just like the the history with him and ned and then him and and then like and ned's lost his passion for music and then the very end i love it is uh we really talk about mike white mike white's um he has some very interesting films. Like he writes and directs a lot of his stuff, and they're mostly indie stuff. But my favorite scene is uh, with Ned is the very ending when when Ned's teaching like these like five year olds <laughs> guitar and this little girl strumming and he goes and he goes yeah that's kind of the note <laughs> yeah you yeah,
1: yeah, kind of the note okay <laughs> you okay you oh that's great yeah, he's 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 really good in this too and he he writes it really well I'm not sure what the how much was changed. From back to the actual script to link letters, like, directorial, like, vision. but uh... He's
0: the only accredited writer, so I think it's probably stick to it. And and then and then um, Mike White wrote most of the lyrics, and then Jack Black and someone else helped with writing it, too. Because I'm, I'm sure, like, Jack Black, when you get him in there... Because, well, he and Mike White are really close friends, so once you yeah. get him in there doing it, they just did it all.
1: Yeah, for oh my gosh, I can't can't believe I forgot this. I, I was going to mention this um when we were mentioning Tanisha's D. All these years I thought Kyle Gass was in this film. I thought he was the P T P teacher. I thought the
0: same thing.
1: Thank you. I was like when I saw I'm like, "Wait, no, maybe it's not the P E teacher or the gym teacher. Wait, no. I'm like, "Where is Kyle Gass?" I was very that's that's what I'm, I would change that. That's what I would change. I change my answer. <laughs> it should be Kyle Gass cuz I'm like, "Oh yeah, cuz I thought He's usually in most of Jack Black's films randomly, I think.
0: Yes, he's in Shallow Hal. He plays one mm-hmm. of the co-workers with him. I remember him Oof. in that for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I I thought it was Kyle Gass. It's kind of disappointing, but so still.
0: <laughs> still. Since you mentioned it, it popped in my head. Uh, if you remember this, do you remember the movie Wild Hogs with Tim Allen and John Travolta and Martin Lawrence?
1: Oh, God. Yeah, I, th- uh, I think my father loves that film. But anyways... Yeah.
0: Kyle Gass has a cameo in that where he sings uh, Pussycat Dolls.
1: Oh, does he really? I think I remember, I think I might remember the scene, but I don't remember him.
3: I'm just a bachelor.
2: I'm looking for a partner.
3: Don't you wish your girlfriend was hot like me? Don't you wish your girlfriend was a freak
1: like me? Wow, that was a funny scene from Wild Hogs. Thank you, Tim Allen.
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my god as we're wrapping this up i don't think we can recommend this movie more it's a favorite it's on glass half full because we fully enjoy it
1: yes for sure um it's highly recommend it uh, on amazon prime uh, rent it buy it i bought it because i love it so much actually so it's great
0: well, without further ado take us out of here dan
1: <coughs> may us all please hold hands god of rock thank you for this chance to kick ass. We are your humble servants. Please give us the power to blow people's minds with your high voltage rock. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's get to rockin'! God of rock. Thank you. For I can't read my writing. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it from the top. <laughs> Hold on. I, I gotta like look it up now. Son of a bitch. Sorry, Rob. Go ahead. No, you're, I can't read my writing.
0: This is called yeah. editing.
1: Oh, I'm typing on my second keyboard that
0: I'm not using. Great. That makes sense,
1: dude. I'm doing the rock prayer. That's why.
0: I figured it entirely. So I need to do some intros here, like a couple of them. I try to fing it because we usually do an intro where it's like uh, where it's like the glass half full and then some kind of like saying in lines. So I'm going to see if I can do a Jack Black impression. But yeah, all right, go ahead. <laughs> oh, it's a glass half full. Yeah. No, nah, that sounds more like Creed. <laughs> <laughs> or a Pearl Jam. I can't do it.
1: <laughs> Can't
0: do a Jack Black impression. Oh. This, is, this is the only positive of having Shane around Shane can Shane uh. can do impressions. It's a glass F-O. Good one, I like that. <laughs> That's, your <best> one. <laughs> <laughs> That's your best one. That's your best one.
2: That's your best one.